You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. Good afternoon. Let's get going. Yesterday we finished off um, chapter four, numbers and quantities and mixtures of terumba with ordinary produce. And we had the, the disputes, series of disputes between Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Hoshua. We're going to start chapter five today, and we're going to go into more questions of mistakes and mixtures. We're going to talk about truma falling into other food, and we'll see what kind of problems these mixtures create and what kind of solutions the rabbis propose to solve these problems. And interestingly, the whole of chapter five is focused on different kinds of mixtures and situations and kind of what we do to solve the problems that these mixtures create. So effectively, we're building on what we learnt about numbers and we're using this information and on other things too and we're using this information to solve problems. So before I, I jump into the, to the sources, I just wanted to show... I, I'm, I've tried to... I mean, the Mishnah will give us a series of examples. And what I've tried to do in this table is to formalize them in a, in a, in a two-dimensional, uh, two-dimensional table. And I put this, by the way, I put the link to this table, by the way, on the WhatsApp chat. And the Mishnah is going to talk about two kinds of issues. First of all, what fell in and what it fell into. And depending on the combination of what fell in and what it, what it fell into, the solutions are going to be different, and the solutions are tabulated in the middle of the table. So, for example, if unclean terumah falls into, well, um, anything that's less than 100 seah, we have to let it all rot, or we have to burn it. There's not much else we can do with it, because we can't. We, well, well, we'll discuss this when we get to the Mishnah. So, we, we might refer back occasionally to this table, but certainly, if you want to go back afterwards and look at the content of the Mishnah, and make sense of it, I would suggest going back and checking against this table. Let's jump into the text. So the Mishnah begins with a seah, um, seah truma tamea, which would, we're going to translate tame as unclean right away through this tractate. Tame means uh, ritually impure. It means that it's, it's, it's something which a kohen, um, well, it'll make a kohen tame. It's stuff that has stuff that has come into contact with creepy crawlies or with a dead person, and um, a kohen cannot eat teruma, which is tummy. So, if you like, we have a lot. We got a logical problem here. The teruma is dedicated to the kohen, but the kohen can't eat teruma, which is tamea. So we got a sayer of unclean teruma, which fell into less than a hundred sayers of chulin of ordinary food. Or for that matter, or for that matter, Maser Rishon or Maser Sheni or Hekdesh, anything which is dedicated to the temple. And the Mishnah tells us, look, whether it doesn't really matter what the state of the Chulin was, whether they were clean or unclean, they must all be left to rot. We can't do anything with this food. We learnt that the um, the trimmer, once it falls into the chulin with less, falls into a quantity of chulin that's less than 100 parts. A sayer, by the way, is about 12 liters. So we got 
These are big quantities. This is 12 liters of trimmer um, falling into 1,200 liters of chulin. Big quantities here. If there are less than 1,200 liters of chulin, then the trimmer is, as we learned, is going to make the whole pile trimmer. And effectively, the only thing we can do that is give it to Cohen. But it's 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 um, uh, it, it, it's tame, and we, we can't do anything to it. We, we we can't do anything with it. All we can do is leave it to rot. The Mishnah continues in Torah Haitalta. If the sale was clean, then it must be sold to priests at the price of the trimmer. So we could actually. We, we now we've got twelve we've got basically twelve hundred liters of food, which is dubiously trimmer, but it can't be touched by anyone other than other Kohen. So what can we do with it? Well, we can sell it to a Kohen at the price of trimmer. Trimmer trades at lower prices than regular food in the market. What are we going to sell? Well, we can sell nearly all of the heap. But we're going to exclude the value of the seah itself that fell in. Remember, one seah fell in. And that seah, of course, already belongs to the Kohen. So we, we can't sell the Kohen side that belonged to him. But we can sell him the rest. And if it fell into Maser Rishon, we can declare it Trumat Maser, which means it's the, it's the tenth of the tenth, which the Levi hives off to give to the Kohen. And if it fell, to, fell into Maser Sheni or Hekdesh, we can redeem it. What if the Chulin was unclean? We, we can really do nothing with this at all. It is Trumma, so it can't be eaten by a normal person, but it's Tameh. And so giving it to a Kohen causes great problems. The Mishnah is going to bring four different solutions. We don't want to pass on. We don't want to pass on the uncleanness of the Chulin in to the person it comes in contact with. And we could, we, we might need at this point to segue into halachot of Tuma and Tahara, but one important principle is that a piece of, um, a small quantity, less than an egg, doesn't transmit to us. And dry food, we've already learned, by the way, that dry food doesn't transmit to us. So if you roasted it, for example, you're not wetting it. If you roast it, it won't transmit to them. Or you could make it into dough that's kneaded with fruit juice. Now, there are seven liquids. Uh, we've just, I've just brought them for you on, on the mission below. There are seven liquids, dew, water, wine, oil, blood, milk, and honey, which transmit to them. But fruit juice is not one of them. So we could make the chulin into dough that was kneaded with fruit juice, and that wouldn't transmit to them. Or... Uh, and, and we may have to make sure that these, or, or we could divide it into pieces of dough, which are less than the size of an egg. So, so that's how we can deal with food, with chulen, which, which is unclean. We can't eat it because it's trauma. We can't give it to Kohen because it's unclean. These are, this is a, a kind of, how do we, this is, these are what a, a modern IT professional would call workarounds. This is a workaround to get around the problem. Let's have another look at a different situation. What about a sayer of unclean truma, which fell into a hundred, a hundred sayers of clean chulin? So now we've, we've learned that we can take the sayer out. 
And Rabbi Eliezer, we saw Rabbi Eliezer very strongly in the last chapter. Rabbi Eliezer is going to say, look, it should be taken up and burnt because he holds that when a sayer falls into more than a hundred's worth of food, of chulim, and we take it out, and we're going to take it out and give it to the Kohen, remember, Rabbi Eliezer holds that the sayer we take out is the same as the one that fell in. So we can take out that particular sayer and we can burn it. The sages aren't so sure. The sages say, look, how do I know that the, how do I know that the sayer I take out is going to be the same as the one I put in? Maybe the whole thing is tummy. And then we go back to the, the, um, the routine that we discussed in the previous Mishnah. Um, we're going to take it up. We're going to take it out. But we're going to eat it in small quantities or roast it or knead it with fruit juice or divide it into pieces of dough less than the size of one egg. And then finally, at least this is the finally for this afternoon, we got a sayer of clean truma that fell into a hundred of unclean chulim. That's a much, um, that's a much easier, that, that's a much easier situation because we know that uh, it goes up it, it effectively is diluted by one hundred, and it is uh, um, it, it's eaten in small quantities, or roasted, or kneaded with fruit juice, or divided in a piece of dough less than the size of one egg. This follows the halacha of the chachamim from the previous mishnah. So those are the situations which the um, the mishnah deals with in the beginning of the chapter. And we can actually let's just go back and look at the you see the pattern. You can see the pattern uh, on the slide. So if we've got unclean trimmer, pretty much that if we've got an unclean trimmer um, that fall, that is essentially dil- that is fails to be diluted, that falls into less than a hundred sayer of anything really, that renders the whole quantity light trimmer and yet it's unclean so if you like on the top this is on the top left hand side of the table we have to let it rot or burn it um, if it's unclean chulin we we might be able to eat in small quantities if it's a hundred sayer of clean chulin rabbi eliezer would take and burn the sages would eat in small quantities and if clean trimmer falls in the pile well if it's less than 100 ser, we sell the whole pile to the priest, to the Kohen, minus the value of the ser that fell into it. Or we could declare it true Maser or redeem it. Um, but if it falls into 100, 100 or more ser of clean chulen, we can just take it up and give it to the Kohen as we learned in chapter 4. So that's the quick summary of the first three Mishnayot of this chapter. And then tomorrow we're going to look at other kinds of situations where stuff which is tamer falls into stuff which is tahor or one way or the other. We're going to look at we're going to look at more and more of these combinations through the rest of this chapter. That's for tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. <laughs>